Welcome to The Brew, a podcast series which deep dives into trending topics about business and culture. Now sit back and join in on the conversation over a cup of freshly brewed coffee. Welcome to The Brew. Today I am joined by Nick Hill, who is the co-founder of FreeLogic Media, and today we have a special episode as we're going to be discussing uh, Instagram removing likes and just social media as a kind of overarching topic, but just diving straight into it. So Instagram's removing likes. Why is that happening? Well, Instagram is not fully removing likes. They're removing mm-hmm. the like counters yes. on um, people's pages. So this is something that they've been testing for, what, over the last over the past year throughout different countries yeah, they started a huge pilot test in australia and it was very successful right and they started in canada and mm-hmm. stuff too and all over the world basically right so now it's the us's turn they started this week mm-hmm. uh started rolling it out and we a lot of people believe that the conversation around this started um around mental health mm-hmm. um because instagram and other social media platforms were getting a lot of flack for um, creating environments that contributed to people's uh, mental health yep. um, being affected negatively, right? So um, that's that, that's what stems around it. But I think on another point of view, Instagram could also be doing this um, for themselves to look good. Yep. I mean, yeah. Overall, like uh, as you stated. I mean, Instagram is being the, the the leader in this space as of right now, and they're trying to combat um, mental health and all these issues that I mean they created yeah. um, with this platform. But um, also on their end, this is actually providing the content that consumers create, and they have 100% control now. Because before a consumer had the control based off the amount of likes and the influence they had on the platform, but by removing that influence, now Instagram itself got the control back, which is an interesting kind of take. But at the same time, this is the press conference and everything that they're pushing, the way that the CEO of Instagram was stating it, this is to combat uh, mental illness. And as he stated, it was to create, his ultimate vision, right, is to create this kind of platform that uh, depressurizes this this social um, context that's been created where individuals can technically bully or compare each other or all this kind of negative connotation that's been created. Um, and I think that's uh, very good, obviously, because there's a really good podcast uh, on, I mean, a very good episode podcast on Joe Rogan, where one of his guests was talking about after social media was created. So hitting that 2005, 2008, and as it grows to 2013, as these social media platforms started being developed and being used, uh, mental illness, so depression and all these issues skyrocketed. It was the first time there was a massive spike and it was not just because of other social, it was clearly because of social media. Um, So it was a very interesting kind of take on what is social media really doing to society and how people are changing because people aren't having face-to-face conversations anymore. They believe that what they see on social media is someone's real life. Yeah. When the majority of influencers on social media that have this fantastic life, that's not what the life they really live day to day. People mm-hmm. don't see individual struggles. And the one thing that Instagram kind of created 
where this problem came from is that they use algorithms to create dopamine levels that make you addicted to social media. Yeah. So they created this really strong addiction that every single time you scroll, they're creating algorithms to make sure that you're continually scrolling, continually liking, you're going through it. You don't even sometimes realize you spent like 15 to 20 minutes just scrolling through Instagram, but they're creating that kind of gamification systems within the platform to cause you to want more yeah. and more and more. So yes, it's great. I mean, we'll go into a little bit more details about this later. It's great what they're doing, but also it's kind of, they created the problem as well. Yeah, it's interesting because you state all of these things that are going on in the platform. And at the same time, like Adam Masseri, the CEO of Instagram, at that press conference where he initially announced this, he said that what you said uh, earlier, and then also he said that he wants to essentially re reduce the competition that goes mm -hmm. on or eliminate the competition that goes on in the app and create one of the safest or the safest uh, place possible for people something along those lines it was mm -hmm. interesting um but yeah it's like i completely relate to all of that too i think you do as well mm -hmm. it's people try to curate their online personas um based on what they think other people want to see yeah. and um that stems from likes pretty much yeah um yeah so do you do you personally or can you recount any examples where you personally relate to how like Instagram is um, negatively affecting your lifestyle or something along those lines? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I mean, social media, which we'll go into later, can be fantastic. And there's a lot of positive outlooks to it. But some of the negative outlooks that I see that impact me on the daily is it, it is very addictive. Like I go on it without realizing it. So every yeah. single day when I wake up, before I even read my emails or look at my text messages, I go on social media first. I honestly cannot even tell you why I do that, Yeah. but I do that. And it's right. just it's just a natural thing. I wake up, first thing, check social media, check what's going on, and then I go on with my day. And I'm extremely busy, so the fact that I'm spending 15 to 20 minutes on social media, that's really bad for my time constraints that I have for other things. And that's in the morning alone. And it's the morning alone, and it's just a waste of my time. Uh, yeah. And it's the same thing like lunch breaks during work. Yeah. If I get bored during my lunch break, I have to take my mandatory lunch break. If I get bored during that time, instead of maybe doing something that's a little bit more productive and allowing myself, like walking around campus and just allowing myself to kind of refresh before I continue with my work, I'm on social media. I'm actually wasting my time and yeah. it's not allowing me to refresh and yeah. then continue my work. It's actually making me more tired. Yeah. So those are things that I personally realize. What about you? Yeah. So um, it's gotten to the extent where I have to pretty much delete Instagram off of my phone every night and then <laughs> reinstall it the next night and yep. then delete it again at the end of the night. Um, because pretty much the same thing for me, right? Like um, I, I, I wake up, pick up my phone because my alarm's on my phone. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, there's an Instagram notification yep. or just, it's just like wired in my brain. Like um, I've also hidden Instagram like very far down, like in like two different folders in my app store. And like, it's wired in my brain to like, put my fingerprint on, swipe up, swipe right two times and then click. <laughs> I know exactly where the app is, yep. right? And it's just like, and then I just mindlessly scroll down for like five minutes before I'm like, shit, I'm late, mm -hmm. uh, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird. Like the, the way that they've designed it, like you said, it's, it, it's kind of, things become automatic like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're not thinking about it. It's just muscle memory and at that point, and then time just flies by and you don't realize anything. And at the same time, that's the, they tech, the way that they designed it is that every single time you get a like, 
the dopamine levels grow. So you get more and more addicted to it. The notifications that come up, you just get more and more addicted right. to it. The comments and engagements you get, more and more addicted to it. And then yeah. you create notifications for everything. Yeah. Unless you manually go in there and start, I mean, if you go into that notification list that you can turn off, yeah. there's so many things you can turn off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, to combat that, like I've started posting less, but then I started posting more in stories. Yeah. And that's just a whole different problem. Yeah. When it comes to stories, it's not even likes for me. It's like just seeing, for some reason, I just want to keep seeing how many people have seen my um, story for absolutely no reason. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter, right? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> have you done anything to combat it yourself? Uh, I try to be a little bit more disciplined and just try to stay away from it. That doesn't always work, but the reason why I don't personally want to uh, delete social media platforms and all that is for, at least for me personally, I, I know myself well enough. If I delete it, it's, it's kind of me telling myself that I, I'm not capable of staying away from it. <laughs> it literally, that's, that's, okay. that for me, that's what it would kind of stand for. Right. So instead of what I tried to do is I just, I'm very conscious now of how much time I'm spending on it. And every single day I try to minimize it a little bit at a time. Instead mm -hmm. of doing drastic jumps, I just try to minimize a little bit at a time. So yeah. for example, I, I've deleted Snapchat, I've deleted Twitter, I've deleted the applications that I, don't, I use less and less and less. Yeah. Instagram is still the dominant one. Yeah. Uh, but even that, I actually turn off the notifications for a majority of the things so that I'm not getting bombarded by it. Yeah. Because if my phone's not going off, I'm not gonna jump on it. But the second I get a notification, even if I open my phone for a text, then maybe that's gonna cause me to go to Instagram and then I open Open up Instagram and it goes down that. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I'm trying as much as I can, but realistically, at the end of the day, it's more of a discipline thing, and yeah. it's more the the approach you have to social media. So like for me, um, I don't use it as a tool for comparison. I use it more as a tool to kind of express my story. Yeah. Um, so that also is very important. Is mm -hmm. the shift of how we're using the platform. It makes it a little bit less toxic. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least on the addictive elements, for me, I'm trying discipline. But I mean. It's only working as much as it's working. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also took like 30 days off of mm -hmm. social media one time. Actually, no, not fully because I needed to use LinkedIn for some stuff. So it wasn't a true test, but I did stay off of Instagram for 30 days and I did find that like I had more time for stuff, you mm -hmm. know, like studying for the GMAT or whatever. It was during, this is interestingly, like I chose to do this right after I graduated college and I had two to three months of a gap between then and when I started work. So yeah. I had like not very much stuff to do, but I chose to stay off of social media and I found more time to be more productive with other things to, um, I guess, learn, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, honestly, I might do that again. And I think I might try to do it for longer just to see how, more as a test to see how it affects my lifestyle and yeah. if I might end up being happier, you never know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, like I've said a couple of times already, social media can be great, but it's yeah. really how you use it. Um, and I think a lot of people are using it in a very wrong way. Yeah. And that's exactly what Instagram's trying to fix because they realize they've created this problem. Right. Um, and that's exactly why we're in a loneliness epidemic. This is the first time that literally everybody feels lonely. Yeah. We're the most connected. You can connect with anybody anywhere in the world but people feel lonely. And that's mm -hmm. because social media itself creates that. So you can see what your friends are doing and then you, it creates a FOMO effect that, oh, my friends didn't invite me to go out to this event or That this literally concert. happened to me like exactly. a couple of months ago. <laughs> or, exactly. Or like a couple of weeks ago, yeah. And before before social media, you never knew and it wasn't a problem. I don't I didn't care what my friends did. Like they, they can do what they gotta do. But now since everything's nonstop in your face, oh, they're traveling, oh, they're having the best time of their life and you're stuck studying for an exam or whatever. It creates this weird comparison 
Um, and that's why everybody feels lonely. Um, lo the loneliness epidemic is a huge problem that needs a solution for. Um, there are people that are trying to create those solutions, but in general, it's just the the peer to peer conversations that used to be a thing. Just having a conversation at a coffee shop. Yeah, it's it's really weird because when I go out with some of my friends, let's say I'm at a bar, I would rather have just a face to face conversation. Let's talk about you know what's going on. Just go into maybe like philosophy, whatever, wherever the conversation goes. Nowadays, I see people at the bar and they're just on their phones, mm -hmm. and the other person on the phone I'm like. Why did you go out in the first place if you're just gonna yeah. be on your phone? Like, of course you're gonna feel more lonely because yeah. you're not connecting with other people. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think that might have happened because, like, they if they were were those people sitting next to each other? Because if they were, they probably just didn't know what to say and things became awkward. And one person flips out their phone and they're like, "Oh, this is an oh, it's a group I'm of four going, people." At oh, that yeah, table. that's that's embarrassing. But yeah, um, I I get it because like I feel like if we were in a world without smartphones and or if we just left our phones at home, we would be forced to come up with a conversation yeah. or meet new people. Whereas when we're in those situations where we don't know what to say or you're on a date and things become a little awkward and you flip out your phone because you don't know what else to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, that kind of stuff would be prevented if we just didn't rely on our phones too much, you know? Yeah, but I, I honestly feel that just kind of goes back into Instagram itself because people get a notification and they start going into like stories and it just kind yeah. of it goes down that. And then once one person picks up their phone, the other person will pick up their phone and see what's going on and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, um, kind of going off of that though. So obviously there's a big problem here. Um, Instagram's trying to solve it, removing likes, but what does that really mean for the platform? What does that mean is gonna happen? So at least in, in uh, the positive side of it, what I think is gonna happen is that instead of uh, accounts or individuals posting what's gonna get likes or what they think is gonna do well away from what they're genuinely doing, uh, it's gonna go way back into storytelling yeah. about what you what you actually care about. Mm -hmm. It's also gonna go more towards uh, thought leadership, so what you believe in. Uh, it's gonna get, provide businesses outlets to kind of create this community effect and people actually following or engaging with people based off of if they actually care about it, not because that person's an influencer and it already has 10,000 likes or whatever. Yeah. And that's the only reason why you like it. So yeah. I think it's going to create more authenticity mm -hmm. on the platform. But I think the other side of the equation by them removing likes, like I said, it gives the power back to the platform. And I think the repercussion of that is going to be advertisements. So because they're going to be removing likes and there's less influencers, um, they can create more push for advertisements. So in scroll, while you're scrolling down your feed, you're going to get more more advertisements. Yeah, It's owned by Facebook. That's what Facebook's business model is. There's no reason why they're not going to implement that back into Instagram. They need to make money somehow. And yeah. I think that this is what the approach they're going to take. Yeah. Um, whether that's good or bad, we can go into that a little bit later. But what do you think is going to happen now that they're planning on removing likes? And how, how do you think that people are going to react to it? I mean, there's, yeah, there's, so there's two sides to the coin, right? There's definitely going to be those people, celebrities included, um, who are going to react negatively to it. Mm -hmm. And there already has been some backlash. They're like, I'm like, I think it was Nicki Minaj. Yep. Nicki Minaj said that she's going to stop. <laughs> she, she said she's going to stop using Instagram and she needs to figure out what to do with all of her time now, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, you got people like that who basically only go onto Instagram for the likes, right? Mm -hmm. They they feel like the only purpose is for the likes. And then on the other side, people are gonna become, people and brands are gonna become more authentic. Um, like, 
people like for example i used to post covers and stuff on instagram and youtube um and likes were a big factor of what i ended up posting yeah um like i would take retake things like five times six times seven times just to get it good enough where i was like this will get enough likes Mm -hmm. uh this was like three four years ago and then i haven't been posting since then but i feel like if once this rollout fully happens i will be a little more motivated to start posting on the platform again because i'm less afraid of being judged by the number of likes i get you know it it'll motivate somebody like me or another creator, another artist to just put their stuff out there and create, like use Instagram more as a portfolio Mm. of like, this is what I have to offer. This is what I want to express. This is what I want to show you and take it as you may. Right. Um, And then brands on the other hand will start be more focused on creating a story around their products and their services. And, um, uh, yeah, I th- just overall, I think things will just be a lot more authentic. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see that. Um, do, do you think that the amount of content going to get pushed out is going to decline, or do you think it's going to be the same as it is right now? That's interesting, honestly. Like, I think overall, I feel like it might decline a little bit, but from individual contributors, I feel depending on who it is i feel like there will be an increase Mm -hmm. just like if we go back to my own example i would definitely post a little bit more um you know just photos of my everyday life or whatever um not caring how perfectly curated it it it, i made it on lightroom or photoshop right yeah um and yeah on whereas like the, the the people who choose to stay on the platform who are more focused on the likes will probably decrease um, fairly significantly mm-hmm. because they have less stuff to put out there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the new metric that people are going to be considering more is the engagement side. So how many comments are you getting? Um, are people really caring about it, sharing it? Um, I, I, removing likes, I think it's good because that's the really the biggest dopamine factor there, which yeah. people are tracing. And that's why they were doing content just to make content that they would get likes, not even authentic. Yeah. Um, but I think there's gonna be less volume of content, but it's gonna be higher quality. So, I mean, to your point, I, I agree with that. So I think more people will start posting stuff because they feel less judged. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, bigger brands are gonna should be posting less, but with higher quality because they should now be pushing that thought leadership, really think about the messaging, making sure that people really, you know, attracted to what they're talking about with really good segments um and i also do believe that uh, instagram is going to be pushing more towards video content um that's why igtv was created even stories um i i I think that now without by removing likes it it creates a new platform which is kind of a um a micro youtube in a way that you're posting small segment videos uh but a little bit more frequently than you'd be posting on youtube uh and by that you're creating this new uh environment for the platform so if they're trying to be the what did you say like the safe safest place to be whatever um (laughs) they're doing that because they're probably trying to steer away from the negativity and the trolling that happens on youtube and kind of create in their own micro environment yeah well the trolling can still happen and i forgot which celebrity it was that pointed this out um but you know comments are still an issue too oh yeah um so that that's definitely still something that can happen and i hope instagram considers that a little bit more too because i mean yeah the likes are one issue but the comments like that's where i think all the bullying and stuff happens Mm -hmm. for sure but anyway back to the whole video conversation um 
Another metric is view counts too. Yep. They never said that they're getting rid of view it's counts. Not, it's not a good, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's definitely, uh, when it comes down to influencer marketing or just like the way people judge the performance of their videos, they'll be able to see that, oh, 100 people saw my video yesterday, but a thousand saw them today, right? And they'll be feeling much happier today than they were yesterday. Mm. Um, yeah, same thing with IGTV and everything. That's what people are going to be judging themselves off of for sure. Yeah, I mean, the analytics aren't going away. So, I mean, you can still see your peak times of posting, how much your posts are getting. You can see on the analytics side. Yeah. But I think that they should never remove that because that removes the whole concept of business being on yeah. there. Because if you can't track what's working, what's not, yeah. as, a, as a marketer, there's no point of being on there. Yeah. Uh, defeats that whole purpose. But, um, yeah, I think the, the shift is going to be interesting. Um but uh, kind of going back to what I stated before, uh, the negative side, I think there's going to be more advertisements and more ad push. Um, and that's because if you're removing likes and moving this influence factor, it causes brands that want to be out there and kind of build more audience since it's not getting done by likes to put money into ad budgets so that people are getting funneled into uh, their Instagram pages or into converting sales. Because as of right now, Instagram ads are one of the best converters into actual sales. Um, and that's because you have a visual representation of a, of a tangible product and you can actually kind of represent whatever shoe, a watch or whatever, swipe up and you can buy directly. Um, so they're definitely going to do an advertising push. That's, that's yeah pretty set in stone. How are they going to do it? No idea. Um, so at least on the negative point, I think that is going to cause a lot of people to possibly leave away from Instagram because they're just going to get bombarded like yeah. by display ads. Yeah. Uh, but the positive side of it, and we've talked about this many times before, is as long as those advertisements are providing value or finding me something that I actually care about and they're marketed well, yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Both of us have bought something because we got an advertisement for it and we didn't know about it beforehand. I bought more than a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm about to buy some more. Um, but yeah, totally. I see your point. And um, yeah, like most people I know do, do not like ads. Mm -hmm. um, so, but with the way that ad tech has expanded in like the last couple of years it has been tremendous it still fascinates me and yep. i think it's just going to keep growing like every single day i just feel like it gets better and better like the ads that i see are pretty damn tailored to like my lifestyle or at least stuff that i've seen online right mm -hmm. um so i'm anticipating that once instagram does this ad push these like in in the few years down the line like these ads are going to become very very natural feeling right like mm -hmm. um and i've seen i've seen brands like push their products on one their own personal pages but also serving me by serving me ads mm -hmm. as if it was a post i would have seen naturally not the regular food yeah yeah so like an example was a watch company i think it was movement watches and um well i followed them because one i had their watch already which i think i found through an ad and i'm not 100 percent <laughs> sure or like a sponsor deal or something yeah um and then two because their page is super aesthetic um but then a third point to add to that is that instagram like added this feature where when you tap on a photo um you can click on a link that leads you to a page to buy the product yeah. and that is becoming more native within the instagram app itself so i'm anticipating a lot more ads to look like this mm -hmm. where super aesthetic like oh that's a nice picture of a watch and that's a nice skyline in the background and i want to buy that watch and all i have to do is click on it and two seconds later i've paid a 100 bucks to get a watch <laughs> right so um 
that's the way I see it going. Yeah. I don't know about you. I mean, for me, I think um, Instagram is going to have to figure out a way to prevent uh, a over push of advertisements. Because as you're stating, these companies are already uh, established. They're, they already have good cash flows. They have a marketing department. They have a content creation team. They're able to create these very immersive ads, yeah. which is a great opportunity because it's actually creating a new uh, market. So even for us uh, and what we do with Free Logic Media, this is an opportunity that needs to be explored, which is creating these very immersive display ads. Great. It's, it's providing more opportunities in the market. But the, I think the downfall is, is let's say that you kind of have to push advertisers. There's a lot of individuals that are just terrible ads and I've seen it all the time. And um, whether it be like a, a musician trying to push ads or whatever. And if I'm getting those on my feed, that's gonna bother me a lot. If it's a good ad and I like it, it doesn't bother me. But if it's like a crappy ad that just destroys the <laughs> flow of me going from feed yeah. to feed, that's gonna really bother me and that's gonna make me not want to be on there yeah. because I don't care. Right. But um, as Facebook is kind of fixing it with the entire kebab, which, uh, is a lot of people don't know like you have the hamburger menu and then the kebab is the three dots so on the kebab uh actually no i don't think this is on facebook it's on google but you're able to uh pick and choose and uh, hide which advertisements you don't care about um so if instagram was able you to create, on facebook too yeah facebook okay um so if instagram implements that it makes it very easy for you to uh avoid getting advertisement in certain spaces and that provides value i think on both ends of the spectrum because the advertiser will know that their ad's not functioning it's not going well and they need to change it up or buy an ad agency to create it for them. And on the other end, it protects the consumer because no longer are they getting bombarded by just ads and ads and ads. Um, because millennials, Gen Z and Gen X, all of them hate ads. It's it's ad blocker rates to buy ad blocker rates and all this. It's insane. Like everybody's getting ad blockers because it's, it's yeah. just too much. Right. Um, it's not authentic. But if it's made in an authentic way and Instagram can facilitate that in a very easy um, user yeah. experience, I think then it solves the problem for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think the biggest problem with a lot of people that don't understand how display ads or social media ads work is they try to, th oh, this is gonna reach 3 million people. This is a great ad, I'm just gonna boom, 3 million people are gonna see it. Yeah. And then they get one person go to their website. Yeah. It's because they didn't target, they didn't know they what didn't their segment, the right yeah, yeah. they, they don't know what their segment is and yeah. they, don't, they don't know where they're located and they're not doing the messaging correctly and whatever. Yeah. Um, this protects them as well. You're mm -hmm. not wasting your ad dollars anymore mm -hmm. because display ads are based off impressions. They're not based off of clicks. Yeah. If you're doing impressions and everybody's seeing it, but nobody's clicking on it, you're just wasting your money. So I think that way it kind of protects both and allows Instagram to be a profitable business. At the end of the day, it's a free platform, but they need to make money somehow. I think that would be a win-win. Yeah, totally. But um, kind of going off of how social media is changing, um, what do you think as a digital marketer, what should your approach be now to Instagram and kind of how that leads into other platforms as well? I, I Again, I think brands should focus more on creating a story and authenticity. Um, definitely planning out their content yep. and making sure that um, everything that they post connects to each other to mm -hmm. like form one major story. So like an Instagram feed is the book and yep. each post i guess you could say is like a chapter or a page in the book um that's the way i think it should be on instagram at the very least and um same with other platforms as well and you know there's tiktok and stuff is on the rise so i know a lot of people are probably posting randomly on there but there's also a lot of people who are creating um stories around their personality on that platform yeah um 
So, you know, if like people are dancing, or if, there, if there's like somebody who's dancing on TikTok and his brand is around dancing, then the rest of his post should be focused around that like personality type um, to attract that audience that wants to see that kind of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah definitely. I mean, um, I think the one thing also for by instagram removing likes i think digital marketers should uh keep in mind that if one platform's doing it and they're now kind of the the leaders in that space and like we applaud them for taking that step forward and realizing that this is a problem we're trying to salute uh create a solution for it um but a digital market should understand if one platform's doing it most likely other platforms are gonna follow suit suit uh pretty quickly um in one way shape or form i don't know exactly how the other platforms would go about it um but even uh twitter ceo applauded uh, instagram for doing this um so you can kind of see that other platforms will follow it that means that your strategies that you're doing now might not work that much so my recommendation to digital marketers or digital strategists is uh yeah 100 authenticity and brand storytelling so instead of you posting a lot of content that's just to get likes now you should be creating a story and kind of getting the community to buy in and become loyal to what you're doing yeah being a thought leader in this space i think any brand that's on social media right now on instagram that's trying to be a thought leader removing likes is going to give them a huge opportunity because people are going to get drawn to it because they like the content they're going to engage with it Mm -hmm. um as for other platforms I would say they should really follow what the trends are and where things are declining, what the audience segments are. So Facebook, uh, the primary segments, 45 year old uh, uh, mothers. Um, so if you're whatever you're doing, that's that's your Facebook. LinkedIn, obviously very professional and seeing kind of how that algorithm works. And then uh, TikTok, as we discussed, that's the 12 to 16 year old market segment. It's a fantastic platform. It's growing really, really well. Um, digital marketers to see like on Instagram, we're doing this thought leadership piece. How do we make it more creative and fun on TikTok? But what you talked about, making sure that they all come together and, and they're storytelling are, yeah. are, are part of a bigger objective, a bigger book. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, social media change and what their impact on uh, mental health, um, a digital marketer needs to be following this trend consistently because I think if a, if a, social media strategist is relying on Instagram right now and they're only relying on Instagram. Yeah. They're unfortunately going to kind of fall off the map. Yeah. You Um, can't stick to one platform. You can't, you can go hard on one for sure, but definitely distribute yourself around, um, different forms of media. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so if Instagram's your main thing, um, dabble a little bit into Twitter, into Facebook a little bit, TikTok maybe a little more and, um, as well as LinkedIn. And then, as we're doing right now, podcast, right? So um, everyone's strategies are going to vary a little bit, yep. but definitely sticking to one platform is in the long term, it could be a recipe for disaster. Because once once Instagram, if, if Instagram's your main platform, that's the only platform that you're on. Once that falls off a little bit or even a lot, just like how Facebook did, then your brands could be done for, right? Yep. So... And I think that's, I think that brings up a good point. It's kind of, uh, what content are you putting out there and uh, how can you put it on other platforms in another way? Um, so for example, a lot of Instagram models are going to really suffer from this. They should be, <laughs> they should be freaking out yeah. because a lot of Instagram followers have created this hype and clout based off of um, a false perception of what they stand for and the amount of likes they're getting on posts. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to you know talk bad about anybody, but there's a lot of, 
a lot of pages out there that are just literally girls with their booties out or whatever, and they, they have a bunch of followers, and those those, those they're going to suffer because they're going to lose that influence yeah. very 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 quickly. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if if you're a model in the space, figuring out how to create your brand now more on TikTok or how to professional create or whatever, and not just relying on Instagram because it's a it's going to be a downward spiral for those individuals but if you use instagram correctly as it's changing to i think there's a huge opportunity um for anybody to become a thought leader whatever space you want to be in have you seen any models on linkedin by any chance no and i actually do think if uh a model was to create a, a brand on linkedin a brand on linkedin in yeah. a thought leadership way and be kind of a um, tell her story through modeling yes and and show what the realities of that world is like yeah. and, and how you can create positive change and influence and philanthropy or whatever yeah I, honestly LinkedIn that'd be would pretty be a, awesome yeah it would be awesome yeah but linkedin by far the most underutilized platform for sure um and that's because a lot of people don't understand it or they're too afraid to post because it's a professional platform and they don't know what they can and cannot post yeah um which you have to be careful about because that's your professional brand and you want to keep it that way but yeah um but yeah i mean that goes back into our main point all our social medias are very different yeah figure out what content pieces but if you're relying on one stream you're you're eventually going to die out mm -hmm. yeah definitely cool but to kind of close it out um so obviously we talked about what's happening with instagram how it's changing what's the problem what their solution is what do you think is to end it on kind of a positive note what do you think the the positive side or the the, the best part about social media really is it definitely allows people to express themselves and as i mentioned earlier like i used to post covers on social media I also used to post like photos and stuff like mm -hmm. I'd, whenever I travel and then I'd come home and edit them and it created like a different like account just for that. And it was definitely fun um, for a little bit until I got too into like uh, my posts aren't getting enough likes mm -hmm. or not enough people are seeing it. My hashtags aren't working. Instagram keeps changing its algorithms. Right. Then that's when it kind of lost its allure to me and I kind of stopped. I just stopped. Mm -hmm. like posting on both ends right um so for me and for i'm sure for many others many other creatives and artists out there like who want to express themselves i i truly believe that removing the like counts and not focusing on that will definitely help us um you know be able to put ourselves out there again and um get back into our passions or get more involved with our passions for sure yeah. what do you think um i think the the positive outlook on social media and kind of where it's going is um and i hope this shift really does change is going from comparison to collaboration yeah so instead of focusing on how you're better than somebody else or how do you stack up to somebody else or what somebody else is doing collaborating with them uh complimenting them yeah oh they succeeded i i do this all the time if any of my friends i see that they did something cool I'll message, I'll DM, I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations, man. Like just being a positive upbringing, positivity and encouraging people to take risks and encouraging people to pursue what the, whatever their ambitions are. Yeah. Getting away from that whole competition side. If, if social media does this shift towards collaboration and instead you find somebody who, um, for example, you're, you're an artist and you find somebody who's a really good content creator and just hitting them up like, man, I love your work. Congratulations on that. And then making that into a collaboration project. Now you can get a music video or something like that. I think that 
that's what social media can be so amazing because social yeah. media itself has provided opportunity to connect with anybody in the world and create a brand anywhere in the world. Yeah. In the last decade, more billionaires have been created than the century before that. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much because so internet and social media together allows us to interconnect. Yeah. If we can make that into a platform more collaboration, which LinkedIn is. LinkedIn yeah. is actually a great example of this. They're helping individuals get jobs and literally people are referring other people for jobs, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Making that on an Instagram level, so artists or content creators or whatever your story is, there's a lot more positivity there and just pushing it. Totally. At the end of the day, I mean like if if everybody just like honestly just share love and just like respected <laughs> each other, it just be yeah. social media be so, so great. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that might not become a reality, but I think that's the positive light that people should look at social media. Yeah. What if Instagram ever created like joint accounts, right? Like one, instead of a profile being about one person, it's like uh, uh, one account that like links two to three people together and they, I don't know, I'm just thinking of stuff right now, but that's like one way to go about collaboration, right? We're like, multiple people can create a brand together mm-hmm. um i don't know how this would look because people can obviously share passwords and stuff so yeah my I mind's mean, just working right now but. i guess i guess what you're saying is like let's say that there's a, a a company brand and then you can interconnect your personal accounts to it to show that you're all collaborating on that personal brand or sure, something, something like, that. like that yeah yeah so there's like the middleman but it shows like that account was created by at at, at, at whatever and yeah. then putting it back in without the way that's done now, which is like everybody just has to log into that one account and then <laughs> post on it. Yeah. So that way you you can create kind of a micro distribution on who is contributing towards a project or a brand. Yeah. yeah. Just like be. one like really extended portfolio or something like that. Yeah. Or like on LinkedIn, I wish LinkedIn would allow people to do like joint articles. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do that with somebody once and there was no like easy way to do it. And I just ended up writing the article by myself. But yeah, it'd be cool to like do like a joint article and have like a co-authored article on LinkedIn. Um, That's one way LinkedIn could do collaboration. I know like Instagram's already done like live stuff where you can do like multiple people are on a live stream. Um, You can do the same thing with like TikTok as well where yeah anyway (laughs) we're gonna go off on like a crazy tangent here yeah but but i mean going back to your point and coming back to my point as well it's if they promoted more activities like that for collaboration it'll shift it away from the comparison and the mental illness side to more collaboration more networking and then i think the last piece that social media should really um all the social media platforms should take into note is how do we get individuals i know this is kind of counterintuitive to what their business model is because they want people to stay on it as long as possible but how do we get people to kind of connect outside of the platform and how do we get them to talk in person how do yeah. we get them to meet up and stuff like that um honestly they, i feel like if if instagram really does care about people's mental health they will shift towards that mm-hmm. it, we have yet to see if they will but like I, it'd be pretty awesome to see that I think it would be awesome to see that, but at the end of the day, they're still a business. They still got to make profits. Yeah. That's their end goal. Even they can say what they want. They got to make money. Um, so we'll see where that money kind of drives them at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, they're creating like hardware now, right? Like they mm-hmm. got, they got, what is it called? Portal or something like the video thing. So just watch them like create more physical stuff in our everyday life. And oh boy, <laughs> it'll get interesting. And we'll, we'll talk about data privacy another time because I can go on that for days yeah. and days and days because at the end of the day, everybody will give up their privacy for convenience. And that's simple as that. That's why everybody has 
their Facebook login for like 20 different websites because they're just too lazy to create passwords and accounts. Mm -hmm. And now Facebook has all your data, but we're not going to go into that right now. And I think just to close it all out, um, once again, I applaud Instagram for what they're trying to do. We'll kind of follow up as they're going. Uh, we'll definitely have more conversations about this and uh, writing out an article and kind of talking about the full picture of where we see social media going. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning into The Brew. It's a great episode. Thank you, Nikhil, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning into The Brew. I hope you enjoyed this episode and tell us what you thought about our conversation in the comments below. If you guys like our content, make sure to follow us on our various social media platforms and we will see you all next time.